Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. You're listening to an episode of STR Conversations, hosted by myself, Jasper Rivers, and Eric Muller. Every Friday, we release a new episode where Eric and I have an organic conversation and discuss what's happening in the short-term rental industry and share what we're learning in our hosting businesses and through working with the thousands of students that go through our coaching programs. So this episode is brought to you by Legends X, our 90-day short-term rental accelerator program that's designed to help you skill your hosting business by getting you out of the daily operations so you can free up your time and become the CEO of your business instead of the manager and that allows you to focus on high-level tasks that really move the needle in your business and allow you to grow. And we do that by giving you the systems and teaching you how to build a team so you can actually delegate all those lower-level tasks. So for more information about Legends X and how to join, visit strlegends.com slash X. That is strlegends.com slash X. You are listening to an episode of SDR Conversations of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast hosted by Jasper Rivers and Eric Miller. So let's dive in. Get paid for your pad. 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 547 of Get Paid for Your Pet. We are your hosts, Jasper Rivers and Eric Muller. Eric, what's up, Doug? Sounds like you're losing count of our episodes now. We just got hundreds and hundreds of podcast episodes. 547. Yeah, it feels like we just recorded the 500 episodes and now we're almost at 550. So Yeah, we're catching up to Joe Rogan, you know? <laughs> not quite but you know getting there for sure dude i just uh i know it's completely off topic but somebody was asking me like what's the main source of content that i absorb and i read a lot of books i read i listen to a lot of aud- audibles i listen to multiple different podcasts but then i started realizing like i've been listening to joe rogan's podcast i don't know since early early days of joe rogan and I started doing like the math on it and I'm like, holy crap, I think I've listened to like over 10,000 hours of Joe Rogan, which is crazy to think about that I've consumed that much content from one person. So yeah, yeah, there's no point of me bringing this up other than to say that that math blew my mind. So influenced by (laughs) Joe Rogan. Well, you know what the, you. you know what they say? There's a book called The Talent Code where they try to dissect what talent is and how to be successful at something. And I think one thing they came up with was it takes 10,000 hours of practice to like master a skill to mm-hmm. clear and close to perfection. So I guess, I guess you're a master Joe Rogan listener now. That's right. That's right. I am a master Joe Rogan listener. But with that said, I have well over 10,000 hours in uh, Airbnb for sure. So Let's chat about the B&B bust and all well, the all the trauma that's happening in the industry right now with B&B hashtag B&B bust. All right, so this is this is so funny. We we put together a training on Wednesday a couple of days ago, right? And we called it 
B&B Bust is BS, right? We announced this on the podcast. We had a, a, a big number of people show up. Actually, it was awesome. We have the recording in our Airbnb Profit Facebook group. So if you want to watch it, you can go in there. But the funny part was literally the day that we are doing this training, Airbnb comes out with their numbers over the fourth quarter. And, and we didn't we didn't plan it this way. Like I, I didn't I didn't know Airbnb I did. was gonna come out with it. No, did I did, yeah. I, co- I called Brian. I, I called Brian and I'm like, hey bro, we got a really big training coming up. Can you please just release your Q4 numbers? So thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. Thank you. That's why. So I was yeah, wondering, yeah. Did, he, did you also tell him to just kind of jack, those, jack up the numbers a bit? No, he said that he was going to do something special for us. But yeah, that was that was cool. But yeah, Q4 numbers, man, they uh, pretty incredible, right? What they came up with. Yeah, I mean, they, they 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 had a really really strong fourth quarter, which is kind of funny because the whole B and B bus thing became a thing in the fourth quarter, right? Airbnb had a record number of nights and experiences booked. They were, this was the first year they were profitable as well in 2022. But most importantly, and this is why the Airbnb stock, I don't know if, for the guys that are, you know, for the people that are following the, the stock market at all, like Airbnb stock was up close to 15%. And the biggest reason that it was up so much is because the outlook, people were expecting, investors were expecting Airbnb to come out with a, you know, what a, a meager outlook for 2023. But Airbnb actually came out with a very strong outlook for the first quarter of, of this year as well, which kind of surprised investors, I think. And that's why the stock like just shot up 15%. And, you know, looking over the last six months, I think it's up like 35, 40% or so, which is oh. kind of funny that, you know, those two things coincide, like the the Airbnb best talk and then the, you know, the stock actually outperforming, you know, record-breaking numbers, very strong outlook. However, I will say, obviously, Airbnb doing well doesn't mean that every host is going to do well as well, right? We definitely recognize that there are some slowdowns visible or maybe, yeah, it, but also the, the industry has grown so fast in the last two years. Like it's, you know, you can't, the trees don't grow into the sky, you know, like at some point it's, it's only natural that there's, there's some slowdowns, right? Yeah. I love your Dutch sayings. Yeah, dude. I mean, a hundred percent, man. It's pretty incredible that, you know, the numbers came out the way that they did before we even kicked off that training. I had a training session with my physical trainer, Steve, a few hours before we did our B&B buses. BS training and he does investing on the side. And that was one of the first things that he said to me. He was like, Hey man, like the stock Airbnb stock is doing extremely well today. And I had no idea. I don't really pay attention to the stock market. It's just not my thing. So yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible to see like, you know, went up 15% just yesterday or whatever day that was. When was that? Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. Wednesday. Wednesday. And then you're saying that the stock as a whole has been up 35% since when? In the last six months. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, look, that, that just says that what, what they are doing is, you know, there is no bust. When people say bust, you know, I envision what we went through in 2008, right? And like where it's a true bust. The, the bubble 
has burst and everything is collapsing and you have to, your business models are not working and you have to completely shift what you're doing to survive, right? It goes to survival mode, right? That is not what is happening. Like the data is just not showing it. And like we, we go into this in that training. So just to, again, if, if you guys want to see that we did an hour long training on all of this, just go to facebook.com slash groups slash Airbnb profit club. We have a recording up there as well. So you guys can see that. And we're going to be doing this weekly too of like these style trainings in that group. So you guys just join that group and you can just be part of those trainings. That's not what we're seeing at all. Yes, we're seeing that the market is shifting and you know people's occupancy is being affected and bookings aren't as high as they were six months ago, right? We see that for sure, but that does not indicate a bust, right? And some numbers that we shared on that training was a couple of things that AirDNA released and Transparent Data released as well. Um, Alongside what we saw with Airbnb's Q4 numbers, they booked, by the way, Airbnb, they booked 88.2 million nights booked and experiences in Q4, which was crazy. Like it, amazing numbers. AirDNA is forecasting a 56.4% occupancy for the industry in 2023, right? So this is actually much higher than where we were at pre-demic. And there's, I'm going to go back to this here in a second because th- this is the main factor I want to talk about is what we experienced the last two years during the COVID bubble. Let's just call that the COVID B&B bubble, right? Transparent, out of the property managers that they released a report that out of the property managers that are on their platform that represent over 275,000 short-term rental listings around the world, only 21% of those property managers saw a decrease in bookings, right? From during that report. And then you match it up with Airbnb Q4 and you match it up with how well their stock is doing today and over the last six months. There is zero indication that the industry and the opportunity is at a bust, right? There is no, no indication of that. But the question becomes what's actually happening to bookings? Why? And we see it, right? We see it in our Legends X students. We see it in our Rising Star Mastermind members. We see it in the Facebook groups. We just hear people talking about, you know, like to join Legends X, we have an application and part of it is like, what is the, what's the number one challenge you're experiencing? Where do you need the most support, right? From the program or from the coaches? And the majority of people are saying that they need help with bookings. Right. And I think that's always been there that they needed help with bookings, but what's actually happening right now? This is what we went into in the training that we're not experiencing a B and B bust right now. We're actually seeing the opportunities grow. There's a handful of companies that we featured in that training, global companies that are operating at such a high level, running at 80% plus occupancy, expanding their teams, expanding their units. They're just absolutely crushing it, right? So what are we actually seeing? In my opinion, and I'm curious to hear, because we didn't talk about this too much on the training, but I thought about it again this morning. From my opinion, is what we're seeing is a combination of this Airbnb COVID bubble, 
that we went through for two years where everyone just wanted to get out and stay, get outside of their house and rent a property somewhere and local travel went through the freaking roof. Right. And we noticed that when we were making offers on hotels, looking at historic data, it's like everyone was trying to sell their property and value their property based on COVID numbers. But as we looked at it, it's like, Hey, we can't, we can't take this in. We got to average out, you know, years prior to COVID because like it was clearly a bubble where we just saw this spike of travelers staying at these properties. Right. So what we're seeing is that bubble starting to relax. Right. For many different reasons, but we're, we're getting out of this whole COVID travel bubble that we went through. So all the new hosts that are getting into the platform that experience that when you, if you got into short term rentals during COVID, right. And you experience that rise, like anything that's coming down from that, you feel like the thing is collapsing, right? You feel like something, a challenge is happening. On top of that, there's more hosts than ever on the platform or in short-term rentals as a whole. So there's more inventory, there's more hosts, and we're coming out of a COVID bubble, right? So all of those factors, we're going to see more competition. We're going to see the market leveling out a bit, and that's going to drive less demand through, if you rely on Airbnb 100%, you're going to receive less demand through that platform. And this is what we were talking about yesterday. This is now forcing us to step into creating real hospitality companies. Real, we got to think about marketing. We got to think about guest acquisition. We got to think about guest retention. How do they come back and book with us in the future? Right. We got to think about profitability. So there's, there's not a bubble. It's, or a bus, it's more of a maturity of the industry that I think we're going through right now. So mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. What's your feedback on all that? Well, a couple of things. I think number one is, yes, there's a lot more supply. I was talking to one of our students the other day about the Super Bowl. And I think that's a, that's a good example to kind of understand this. What happens when the, when the Super Bowl takes place somewhere, hosts always expect to make a ton of money. Because they think, whoa, all these people are going to come to my town. My Airbnb listing, I normally charge 300 bucks. Now I'm going to charge 1,000, 1,500 a night. And I'm going to make so much cash. And I've, I've seen this year over year that the results are, are always quite disappointing. And the reason is that there's a lot of people that are not, not renting out their places normally who know of the opportunity and who put their home on Airbnb just for that time period, right? Just just for the weekend, right? Or maybe for like a couple of weeks around that time. So what happens is a massive amount of supply hits the market. And then, you know, like some some hosts, some regular Airbnb hosts, they, they actually don't get booked at higher prices or some of their listings don't get booked at all because there's just so much supply in the market that weekend, right? So that's happened to our our student who was like, nah, you know, I, not all my properties booked out, and you know, I was it wasn't at like super high prices, and I've seen this before, you know, around these type of events. So the way I think about it is, it's kind of like that's kind of like what happened with this COVID bubble, as you call it, too, where the ADRs went up so much that there's a lot of opportunistic people coming into the market who are just attracted to that 
but the, once the rates go down a bit, once it cools off, those people are also gonna leave. In my, and that's my expectation that you know a lot of that supply is going to disappear because. Well, first of all, like you know, when when the rates go down a bit, the demand goes down. I think those are the people, you know, those people who came in. Those are the people that are going to be hurt the most because they don't, they're not really focused on delivering a world class experience. They're not really focused on like educating themselves or building a brand, all the stuff that we've been talking about. They're just focused on like, hey, I can rent out my house for three hundred bucks a night. That's crazy. Let's do it, right? And it's going well for a while and they're happy, but then as soon as there's a little dip, you know, air, you know, they don't get so many bookings anymore and then they'll figure out the different solution for their, for the property. That's, that's what I'm expecting. So yeah. that's always going to be the case, right? Yeah. 100% man. Like this stuff just reminds me of like, whenever there's a new opportunity, the excitement of the everyday person jumping on the opportunity like you have this like almost inflation that comes from the early stage opportunities right you saw it with crypto the amount of people that just entered into crypto and they were making money in the early stages and then the moment that it starts shifting and i don't want to get into conversations about crypto because i'm not educated on that and i'm staying away from that as far as much as possible you know, I have friends that are making millions of dollars in the crypto industry, right? And it's what they're focused on. They're focused on building real businesses and real investments, and they understand the industry. They understand how it works. They understand the supply and demand. They understand the whole thing, right? But I also have lots of friends that got in at the early stages and they were making money. And then the moment that it got complicated, the moment that it became difficult, the moment that you had to become a sophisticated investor, they exit and they lose all their money, right? Because they were expecting it to just be easy the whole time, right? And that's what I think we're experiencing. We're experiencing a maturity of the industry from going from... And I shared this on the training yesterday is that when I first entered into Airbnb, like, dude, I got one property, a small two-bedroom in La Mesa, California, which is not a tourist area at all. It's 30 minutes from the beach. It's inland. And it's like beautiful little town. I love the town, but it's not a destination spot. And I started generating like $3,000 a month, anywhere between $1,500 and $3,000 a month in profit on this property blew my freaking mind. So I went out and just started renting up everything, right? It was so easy. And the, the idea was like, oh, let me just list this, automate it, and I don't have to be a part of it. The the tools communicate with the guests, sends the, you know, like I don't I don't have to be part of this thing. I only step in when there's a red flag, a fire to deal with, right? That culture of growing Airbnb businesses do not exist anymore. And people still are teaching this. People are still preaching that you can list it and forget it and have this incredible experience. It's just not going to happen. We're in the hospitality industry. Part of the thing that I was talking about too is that's bringing a lot of the, the challenge to the industry right now. And to me, this is a blessing, but there's also you know a challenge that comes with this is that the guest is more educated nowadays the traveler is more educated right we went through years of experiencing airbnb and experiencing terrible hosts and experiencing incredible hosts right and the everyday traveler that is booking airbnbs they have certain standards on what they want and what what they expect right 
in, in their stays. And if you're not meeting that, your properties are going to reflect your effort that you're putting into the listing and the hospitality experience, right? Yep. And it's look, man, we're we're in the hot I say it all the time, we're in a hospitality business first, real estate business second. And you know, until we can shift that mindset, then we can start we can really start expanding this. So, you know, I I I talk to a lot of our legend, you know, members that are part of the Rising Star Mastermind. I, I speak to a lot of our mentors and just like individuals that are doing incredible things in this space. And they're like, yeah, yeah, you know, certain properties were were being affected, but as a whole, we're still right, we're still growing, we're still investing, we're still expanding. I don't know anybody in this space who is a professional host, a legend that is shrinking right now or is being affected by a BNB bust. Air quote. So it's just it's just driving towards professionalism, man. And it's like just like what we were saying yesterday, it has to, it, you know, to save this and to save your business and to expand and be the person who that capitalizes on challenges in the market, you gotta focus on brand. You gotta focus on developing a real, real hospitality brand. If you have one listing or a hundred listings, doesn't matter. You gotta focus on the brand experience of your short term rental. Yeah. Yeah. We shared some examples of companies that we're following <clears throat> for as we're building out our, our own company, Freewild, Getaways One, Autocamp, Avanstay. And you mentioned these these companies, they're they're not they're not really affected by a slowdown like getaway sees like a really high occupancy, right? And you actually stayed at a getaway. Yeah. Was it last weekend? Yeah, two weeks ago. Yep. Yeah. How was that? How was that experience? Yeah, it's interesting, man. You know, what I was sharing in the training is like, you know, because we're raising for Freewild and, you know, we're going to be talking to investors and pitching pitching the the business and the whole thing, we got to do market research, right? And what I've recognized is like part of our our ideal air quote competitors, one of them is Getaway you know, auto camp, Avance stay. Like what the reason why is I reason why I brought them up is because they have a unique brand. They serve a unique style traveler. They have a unique asset and they have a world-class hospitality. That's the one thing that connects all, all of them is just world-class hospitality. So, you know, getaway, I wanted to go and experience what they have to offer. How was my stay at getaway? And by the way, I don't know behind the scenes, obviously, what's happening at that company, but everything I've read and all the podcasts I've listened to or, you know, the, the interviews of the founder and just understanding that company, they're in pure expansion mode right now. They have this thing where they want to do 2,500 units, cabins by 2025. So they're expanding like crazy. They've raised a ton of money. And they've opened up during COVID, they opened up multiple different locations around the country. So there's nothing obviously on the outside that that indicates that they're shrinking at all. It's the the opposite of that. But yeah, as far as the guest experience, dude, I was I was underwhelmed with it. I mean, I don't know if I'm their ideal guest avatar, to tell you the truth. You know, it's like and I wish it, you know, maybe one day I can sit down with the the founder and talk to him about the the brand and like ask these specific questions. But getaway is awesome. Like their branding, their website, 
you know, they're the, the experience is really cool. Once you book and they, you know, that, that whole experience is really cool. We spent a lot of money, dude, like their cash flow. I want to, I want to get into their cash flow. I want to understand what they're making because we pay top dollar for this cabin. And for people who don't know, Getaway is a direct to consumer brand, right? So they're not on Airbnb or any other OTAs. You have to go to their website to book their property. And that's a major gamble for them to develop that style brand. But the way that they do it is creating these, this like awesome experience and they invest a lot into influencer marketing and guest marketing as far as like having their guests take photos of their experience and remarket that. So they're doing great. Their Instagram alone has a million followers, right? So their their model is working. But when I got there, I was kind of blown away. We stayed at Big Bear and their location is like 30 to 45 minutes outside of Big Bear. Maybe it's 30 minutes outside of Big Bear, but they market it as Big Bear, right? It's in a residential area. You pull up to it. There's zero signage that shows that it's getaway. So the experience for me, I'm like, oh, this is... This is weird. I don't know if I'm at someone's house. I don't like. I don't know what this is. Everything is minimal. Their their once their thing is called. They have this one saying, "Everything that you need, nothing that you don't." Something like that. They are by far minimalist. Essentialism, one hundred percent with their stays. Right. It's like there's this two hundred square foot cabin that has a bathroom. Very tiny bathroom, a little chair, a tiny little kitchenette, and a bed. That's it. They have no Wi-Fi. They have no TV. The idea there is to help you. And it's kind of what we're doing with Free Free Wild, right? It's helping you disconnect from it all and be in the present moment, right? That's the experiences that they're creating. And they're doing a great job at it. But as a operator, I'm looking at it. I'm like, holy crap, man. Like These guys are just like... They are creating the most essential experience. They are saving on every single dollar. Like they're not investing in anything outside of the cabin in the woods, right? Like there's zero art on the walls. There's nothing in that property that they invested into for the experience other than being in that cabin that's in the woods. So I enjoyed it. I thought it was really cool, man. Like I didn't know that there was no Wi-Fi. There was no TV. I didn't really look into that. But when we got there, we're like, oh, crap. Okay. Well, what are we going to do now? Right. And what we found is that we're reading more, we're writing more. It was snowing, so we couldn't go out. But, you know, we're in bed by like 8 30, 9 o'clock because after a while, it kind of gets boring and, you know, you want to go to sleep. There's nothing to do. They also upsell everything, man. Like, there's nothing there that's for sale. There's nothing there that they give you. Like coffee, you got to pay for it, right? S'mores, you got to pay for it. Like whatever it is, you got to pay for it, right? So they have those income streams. But this is not a knock on them at all. I was, I'm impressed with their business model, but as a consumer, I don't know if I was their ideal avatar, guest avatar. I think by the second day, I was ready to go home. And, you know, I don't really have a desire to go back to their properties as a, as a, you know, as a guest. But as a business model, I'm super impressed with what they built. They've raised over $48 million, I think, in five different fundraises. And they're expanding like crazy. So yeah, the next one that we're going to stay at is Auto Camp, which I'm excited about. I've stayed at a handful of Avant stays. And I'm always impressed with those guys, what they do. 
so yeah, man, it's it's gonna be interesting. Maybe we could get the founder of Getaway on here. It'd be fun to chat with him about the model and and the whole thing. But yeah, we're using for for the listeners, go check out the training that we did in the Airbnb Profit Club on Facebook. Because we go into why we study those companies and what makes them unique and what's kind of driving their success and how we're using that to essentially build how how we're learning like Tony Robbins talks about success leaves clues, right? So how we're learning from their success to customize something unique for our company. Yeah. Well, for me, the, just listening to this, and I, I looked at the, uh, the website and the pricing and everything, and to me, the biggest takeaway from from this is the power of of the brand, right? Like, because they yeah. can charge, they charge so much money. I, I looked and it was like for weekends, it's like four or five hundred bucks a night, dude. It was unbelievable. I couldn't, I couldn't freaking believe. It. This is why I was saying I was so impressed with what they were doing because. Yeah, I mean, we spent, I think it was like 550 for the weekend per night. And that's high class, man. And all of their cabins, they have like, I think 50 units, 50 cabins in their Big Bear location, give or take. Their occupancy was through the roof. There was people going in and out of these units all the time. And like, I, I read something that, and I don't know if this is still current or not, but they were on Shark Tank back in the day. They pitched they pitched this model back in the day. But they talk about how they can build a unit for $30,000 and get their investors' money back on a whole location within 18 months. And I'm like, how is that possible? I don't get it. But once I was there, I was like, oh, these guys are like... They're not investing in anything. It's pure essentialism in the woods. And they're they're able to drive this through their brand, one hundred percent. Right? They do nothing differently than anybody else that's hosting on Airbnb. They just simplify the freaking process, man. And they keep a hundred percent of it. They have a hundred percent in house. It's all brand for them. Yeah, I mean they do they do less than most Airbnb hosts. I mean you don't even have Wi Fi. Yeah, dude. Like, and it's part of the process, right? It's part of like their their brand, not to have Wi Fi, not not to have a TV. But the way I look at it as an operator, it's like this is them choosing to create a brand that doesn't invest that that doesn't have to invest into that cost, but they tie it into their brand, and because they're customizing these experiences and they're making an Instagrammable experience with the big window and yep. the black cabin in the woods. If you go on their Instagram, all their photos that their guests are sharing are exactly the same. It's either someone's laying in the bed, looking out the window, someone's sitting on the couch or sitting at the table writing, or they're sitting outside on the steps or at the fireplace, right? Like that's all it is over and over again, but they do it extremely well. I'm yeah. super impressed with them. So, yeah, because I'm thinking, like, let's say you, let's say somebody, some random person buys the same type of cabin and puts it like, you know, one mile away in in the in the same routes, same experience. You know, they'd probably be able to charge a hundred bucks a night. Yeah, who knows, man? Like, you know, I think it comes down. I mean, it comes down to what we were talking about in the training. What this this whole podcast is about, right? Of like. You know, if you can develop unique brands, if you can create, have unique assets, develop unique brands, 
focus on the experience of the guests. The experience for getaway is fully, it's a hundred percent essentialism for them, right? You can create that demand. I talked about this on the training. It's like creating voices and eyeballs around your brand. If you can do that, you can drive demand, right? If you have demand, then you can increase your, you can increase your, your prices. And, you know, apparently it's working for them. So yeah. Yeah. But you know, what's interesting too, is like, we've been going through their, their business model and everything. Like I said, there's a lot of, a lot of documents that you found on Grinspace, right? And Grinspace is, is a basically platform where you can get information about different startups and, and companies. You can see who invested, how much they raised, all sorts of documents that are, that are on there. And it's interesting to read all those documents because you realize like how much time, how much time and effort they put into the vision. You know, we all, what we always talk about in Legends X, like you got to create a vision first. And if you see how much effort they put into that of really getting so clear on the guest avatar and so clear on their assets, so clear on their identity, so clear on the experience. And it's, that's, you know, that's the res- the result of that is they now have that pricing power of charging like four or 500 bucks for something that, you know, <clears throat> a random person might only be able to charge like a hundred, 150 bucks a night. So yeah, it just right. clearly shows that value there. Right. Right. Yeah. It's pretty incredible, man. That's why we always start with the vision plan in Legends X. So yeah. I mean, and with that said, you know, anyone who's interested in learning more about this, we keep talking about it, but you know, head over to the Airbnb Profit Club Facebook group, uh, uh, facebook.com slash group slash Airbnb Profit Club. You'll see that training that's up there. But if you guys also need that help with the vision side, this is something that we are, you know, very passionate about. And we're putting a lot of effort into this, obviously with Freewild. That's kind of, we spent all of our time building the vision, building the the brand, building the, you know, the, the operations behind this. If you guys really need support with that, you know, reach out to us for Legends X. We're more than happy to help you guys on, on growing this. And that's where I think we bring the most value to this space is understanding how to build real hospitality companies that are scalable and that could be either that, that are driving profit that could either be sold or be a generational company that, you know, continues to scale throughout the years. So we're not about the whole get rich quick thing. We're not about, you know, just building something for cash flow now that you never have to put your hands on. Like that stuff, like that's all BS. Like I don't know anyone who does that. Everybody I know that's in this industry that drives real profits consistently are very involved in their companies and they have very clear processes on how to do that. So if that's striking a chord with you guys, definitely recommend you guys reach out to us from there. So overnight success.io slash X. That's right. We're kicking off another class on Monday, actually. So it's going to be exciting. And also, you know, we mentioned this before, but we're going to be doing these, these trainings every single Wednesday at 1 PM PST. If you're on our email list, if you're not, you can go sign up at overnight success.io, but we send out updates on what the topics are about, how you can join. Very simple. We have the same link that we use every single time you can sign you can sign up at overnightsuccess.io/training that's where you can sign up for our weekly trainings and we'd love to hear from 
from everybody who's listening on this podcast, like the reason why we're doing these trainings is because we just recognize within our Legends X program, we had over 300 students now go through the program. We just recognize there's there's so much value in there and we want to share that more with our broader community. So that's why we decided to put on these trainings every single Wednesday. And we'd love to hear from everybody who's listening. I know there's a lot of people who have been listening for a very long time. There's also a lot of people that started listening recently who don't might not know us that well, but we'd love to hear from you. If you have any, what are your challenges right now? Like, what do you want to be educated on? Like, what do you want to learn right now? What are your biggest challenges, right? Just email us at team at overnightsuccess.io. That's right. Do all those things that we just told you to do. Do every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> they will say um, like only give people one one thing to do because otherwise they get confused. And we just gave them like five things. Yeah, I don't believe in that. I believe we do all the things all at once. I'm just playing. We don't believe in that. <laughs> all right, y'all. Well, let's wrap it up with that, man. There's no, uh, you know, I'll leave it with this. B&B bust is BS. It's a good way for marketers to sell your products and, you know, all those things, grab your eyeballs. But also this is for the people that are experiencing any type of challenges with their businesses. It is just, you know, it's showing us that we have to mature a bit more. We have to invest into the right things in our company. We have to invest in developing brand. We have to invest in developing systems. We have to invest into doing marketing, creating marketing plans, the whole thing. And we're here to support. We're here to support you guys. So, with that said, don't believe the don't believe the BS, and keep grinding, keep growing, keep focused, because we're not going anywhere. That's what we're doing. That's right. That's why. Right. And, and since you like my expressions and sayings so much, I'll I'll close it out with, with one of my favorite sayings: "Smooth waters don't make great sailors." That's right. Boom. So. Look at that. Keep that in mind. If you're seeing a little slowdown, if your bookings are down a little bit, just keep that in mind. This is going to push you, going to make you go outside of the box and develop strategies, marketing strategies that in the long term are going to benefit you. So keep that in mind. With that said, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great weekend. Again, Wednesday, 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST. Join us on our next training. We'll send out emails. Join the Profit Club where we'll keep you posted as well. And of course, Monday we'll be back with another podcast episode. Adios. Peace. Thank you so much for listening to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you want to learn more about air hosting on Airbnb and building a short-term rental business, then go ahead and subscribe to our daily email newsletter at getpaidforyourpad.com. And if you're just starting out on Airbnb, make sure to download our free Airbnb starter guide at getpaidforyourpad.com forward slash get started. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening for a chance to win lifetime access to the Short-Term Rental Profit Academy, which is our starter course for anybody who wants to start hosting on Airbnb. So every month we select one reviewer at random and give that person access to the course. So thank you for listening. Check back every Monday for a new episode of The Host Show and every Friday for an episode of STR Conversations of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast. Thank you and see you soon. Yeah.
Yeah.